1: is not achievements or accomplishments or success. It's really, I believe, so much deeper than that. The fruit of the spirit is just that, it is fruit. It is to satisfy hunger. We have to recognize the power of this particular fruit. It is so potent. It's like a super fruit. It's packed with antioxidants. It's something that disables viruses and the bacteria that try to destroy and corrode Relationships like the little girl with the rose petals. He loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. But John, there was no hesitation. He loves me, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. I know that he loves me. I was there, I was at the cross.
0: Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage.
3: And that's
2: why we're bringing this podcast to you.
0: I'm Adam King.
2: And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them.
0: So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what is love and where does it come from?
2: And our guest speaker today answers those questions, and he is none other than Reverend Joel Urshan. He is a pastor of a church in Cincinnati, Ohio, a profound speaker and man of God, and we have received so much from his ministry.
0: Yeah, we have. Um, And you'll find out how we heard this particular topic the first time as we get into the interview. So let's do it. Well, Brother Urshan, we are so honored to have you on today.
1: Thank you. It's an honor to be here.
2: Yeah. Thank you. We're, um, we know a lot of people are eager to hear from you and we had a privilege to be able to, um, sit in on a leadership meeting that you, um, taught and we were like turning to each other throughout the whole lesson. We kept
0: nudging each other. Like, this is really good. This is, oh, he needs to get on. He needs to be on our
2: podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we're excited to have you on.
1: Well, it's my pleasure. I have such esteem for the both of you and for the podcast. You're blessing so many people around the world, and uh, it's it's an honor to be here. And I'm just really excited about it. I thank you for the invitation.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. thank you. Well, um, let's start off. You know, when you uh, began the leadership lesson um, that we had the privilege of sitting in on, you opened with John 15:4, and um, we've all heard this verse so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you took it a whole different direction um, and you talked about how we often get confused about what the fruit is that's being referenced there by Jesus. Um, can you talk yeah. about what the confusion is and then clarify for us what is the fruit?
1: Yeah, well, the the, the confusion I have found with the concept of fruit as it relates to uh, the scriptures, the church, uh, the way we perceive that, uh, of course, we have to look to the word of God and the word mm-hmm. of God is the is the The deciding factor of what is Mm -hmm. and what isn't, and so when I began to look at what fruit is, uh, the the scripture tells us what fruit is. But when we talk about fruit, uh, I think I I kind of just kind of interpreted it as being success, Mm -hmm. achievements, accomplishments. Show me the fruit. If I see the fruit, we we even refer to it as the fruit of our labor. You know, Mm -hmm. and so but but the Bible actually refers to the fruit of the Spirit. And I actually make a distinction between fruit of the Spirit and spiritual fruit, because I think that there's a lot of spiritual fruit. It can be good spiritual fruit, it can be bad spiritual fruit. (laughs) (laughs) But the fruit that we're talking about is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and that fruit, the Bible says, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And that's from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And then it makes this statement that says, against such there is no law. And that, that's a very important statement because what that means is you can't legislate this fruit into existence. It's not something you can force even within yourself or on other people. It, it's a fruit of the Spirit. So it it made me realize that the fruit that Jesus is talking about in John 15:4 is not achievements or accomplishments or success but but it's actually love, and joy, peace, long suffering and the list that beautiful uh, collection of fruit that, that Paul talks about in Galatians
0: 5. That's so, so good. good. I you know it's funny as I I maybe haven't thought of that distinction between the fruit of the spirit and spiritual fruit, mm-hmm. because maybe the spiritual fruit are you thinking along the lines of like Galatians six seven, like you 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 sow this, you're going to get that. So if you sow exactly. evil, you're going to get evil. So that was exactly. Would be, so that would be in the realm of like you, you're going to get what you plant, but this other is a lot different.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's the same concept, but it's going to produce different fruit. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's when you sow to the flesh, you shall reap of the flesh corruption. So that's a great place mm-hmm. to go, Galatians 6, 7. And when you mm-hmm. sow to the Spirit, you shall reap of the Spirit life everlasting. And, mm-hmm. and so, yes, it, it, if you sow yeah, seeds of, of malice and envy and wrath mm-hmm. and strife and hatred, uh, then that's the fruit you're going to receive. Uh, nice. because, but, but, it, uh, but then if you sow to the spirit, then you're going to reap the fruit of the spirit. Mm.
0: Do you think that that's where the confusion comes in for a lot of people? Like why we thought that that success, like, look at my fruit, look at my success. Yes. And we confuse the two, uh, what really is going on here?
1: Exactly. I think the confusion comes because the fruit of the spirit, they are so powerful. They are so potent. That they do bring success right. they do they do bring achievement and accomplishment, they mm-hmm. just do, but it 's not the achievement, the accomplishment that we 're that we 're trying to grow in our garden mm-hmm. it 's the fruit we 're trying to grow in our garden, and if we can if we can grow the fruit then it's it 's just a natural thing then that it will produce this great achievement, many yeah. achievements in life, and it relates to yeah. every aspect of life, marriage right. and ministry and business mm-hmm. and so Great.
2: Right. So I love that because, you know, we're talking about the outcomes from having this fruit that's planted in our garden. Um, what is the purpose of the fruit of the spirit that hangs from our branches and, you know, that low hanging fruit that's there? You talked about that in, in the leadership meeting. What is the purpose?
1: So, you know, I think that's another area where we get a little confused or I'll, I'll say I do and I have, you know, mm-hmm. I I kind of saw the fruit of the spirit as being this beautiful, decorative um, uh, reality that you know I have. I have love, and so that's something to celebrate about myself that I'm I'm loving and I'm joyful and I'm peaceful and all of this. <laughs> uh, and we, I think, we kind of. See that in terms of people, we need to let our light shine, and people need to see that we are loving and peaceful and, Mm -hmm. and joyful. But it's it's really, I believe, so much deeper than that, because the fruit of the spirit is just that: it is fruit. It is to affect people the same way natural fruit affects people, in that it is to it is to satisfy hunger. And so when I when I have fruit growing from me by way of the spirit. It is so that when I walk out into this world, I am a walking vineyard. I am a walking orchard. I am a walking grove that mm-hmm. people can come and, and feed off of my life. So yes. they, can, they can pick gentleness from me. They can pick peace from me. Uh, and they can satisfy their hunger because that is what they're hungry for. They are, right. this, this world is starving for interactions with gentle people. They're starving for interactions with with just peaceful people. <laughs> They're mm. so surprised when you don't get angry over over a uh, uh, maybe a misstep on their part. Uh, their defenses go up, and you'll you'll hear the edge in their voice. And then all of a sudden, you'll you'll answer with a soft answer, and it it turns away that wrath, just like the scriptures promise that it will. Mm. And what what you're doing is you're feeding their hungry souls. So the real purpose of the fruit of the spirit is to feed the hungry. Oh, and and yes. I like to think of it as being, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to pray. I'm going to mm-hmm. thank God for his goodness. I'm going to enter his gates of thanksgiving, enter his courts of praise. I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going, to, I'm going to have a conversation with God. I'm going to get some direction for that day. Mm-hmm. I, that's my daily bread. I'm, go- I'm going to personally feed on whatever comes of that for the mm-hmm. rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And when I walk out of my house, I need to be just dripping with the fruit of the spirit. I need to be wow. full of love, full of gentleness, full of meekness, full of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and by the time I get home, I, I need to be so I need to be like a, a cluster of grapes, that <laughs> there's nothing left on the cluster <laughs> and yes. nothing left on the stem. And now I, I come home, and I need to be replenished but I need to have fed the world God called me to reach.
0: Mm, Yes. Yeah, I couldn't help but think like, because this is of course an analogy um, of like, you know, if I, you know, like the low hanging fruit and when people pick that fruit, you know, like that kind of, there's almost a connotation of pain on your part. Mm. Yes, right. That's right. And that's so we right. almost have to work on our our, our reactions mm. because yes. how can patients be tested? Yes, mm. without that that uh, that picking. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> right? you're
1: right. And it is low hanging fruit. That's a great way mm. to say it. And there is a a bit of pain in that, but but it is low hanging fruit in the sense that it doesn't have to be some big. Uh, effort it, it can be small things it, it can be a little extra gratuity yeah just because yeah. you feel like there's a little impulse in the spirit that this person needs a blessing today. Yeah. I'm gonna add to this tip. I'm gonna add more yeah. than I normally would. What is that? That's that's just goodness. That's mm. just goodness and that's that's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be a just a hey no worries. Everything's good. I know I know you just put me out. <laughs> I know you just you really inconvenienced me, but but no worries, you know, mm-hmm. and what, that's peace. And right. and so it's one of those things that you're right. It's low hanging fruit, and and it is us. It is uh, you know. There, there's so many examples in a given day where where the world is just man. They've got their defenses up, and they're yeah. they got their fists clenched, and they they're. they're Shoulders square, they're ready, and yeah. and when you come back at them with this fruit that they, it's from another world. It's it's yeah. stuff they've never tasted before, mm. and you're, it's low hanging fruit.
2: Right. Mm. We're talking about this in terms of feeding the hungry, like our community, you know, in our workplaces, at the restaurant, uh, in the grocery store. Talk about how this might apply to the person who asks us pretty regularly, Hey, you know, I'm living for the Lord, my spouse isn't. Um, how can I cope through this? What are some actionable items that I can um, do. do? Yeah, what, what are some things I can put in place? How would you advise someone like that?
0: Yeah,
1: well, the Apostle Paul, of course, deals with the matter of an unsaved spouse, somebody who is, and you know, in all honesty, Maybe it's an unsaved spouse. Maybe it's a difficult spouse who mm-hmm. who is who is supposed to be serving the Lord, and they're just maybe not, and mm-hmm. they don't even know they're not. Yeah. But it's difficult, and they're making things difficult. In First Corinthians thirteen, the great love chapter. It's to me, it's one of the most powerful portions of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this statement about love, agape love, charity, that I think that we just simply can't gloss over. And it just Mm -hmm. simply says, love never fails. Mm -hmm. And when you read that, it's easy to just kind of fit that into the other descriptives about love. But, but this, this is, is, we've got to stop here and unpack this because please do. Well, I mean, love, it never fails. It, It, we have to recognize the power of this particular fruit it is so potent it, it's like a super fruit it's got it's packed with antioxidants it's it's something that disables the uh, viruses and the bacteria that try to destroy and corrode relationships and so but but it's it's a love that is not it's not human love 1st Corinthians 13 is not describing human love and i think that's where the world and even the Maybe the unknowing uh, believer, they, they miss it because they do think mm-hmm. it's emotion. It's something thats uh, that I'm feeling. And then when that feeling goes, they get confused. Mm-hmm. Or when that feeling is tested or tried, they get confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's an agape love. It's the love of God that never fails. And so what in a relationship, what, what actually happens is it is not the love of the human emotion that they need to apply to their marriage. Okay. That, that love is fickle.
0: Mm-hmm. That love so kind of willed, infatuation, or I, I feel like giving you a hug.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is, we call it puppy love infatuation. It's um, it is something that kind of uh, comes and goes, it's fleeting and it's based on, on feeling, right. but there's a, a deep love of God that, yeah. that, is not something I'm capable of generating on my own. I have to receive the seed that grows that fruit, and mm. in order for me to have that fruit, so I was in a in a I was in a conversation at a at a Trinitarian uh, Bible College years ago, and uh, they were debating me on the oneness of God. And I I go there occasionally, and they have their students to talk with me about the oneness of God and. And they're, they're, we have a little spirited debate. They're friends and they're good people. But uh, I remember one student said, the Bible says God is love. And this proves that he is, there has to be a second person because in order for him to be love, he couldn't be love unless there was someone to receive that love. So there had to be a second person in the, the Godhead. Reciprocity for reciprocity argument. Reciprocity, exactly. And I said, oh, I said, oh, you're talking about human love because human love does need reciprocity. But I said, God is not human love. God is agape love. God is a love you and I cannot, you can't find it on this earth. It's a perfect love. It's the love that casts out fear. It's the love that brought him to the cross. And it, you know, greater love hath no man. Than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends, but God has a greater love than that greater love. Wow. <laughs> his love is a love where he died for his enemies. He laid down his life not just for his friends, but for his enemies. Wow. And so I think that the person who is struggling in their marriage with how do I bring this person around? How do I tap into that love? And 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 here's the thing: it's so deep and it's so rich that you'll actually stop looking you'll actually stop looking for reciprocity. Mm. You will get caught up with loving mm. and just for loving's sake. Mm. And that is the converting power that when, when that love begins to enter the flow of that relationship, the reciprocity comes. Mm. So it, it goes back to, yes, there's going to be success. There's going to be achievement and accomplishment. but That's not the fruit you're looking for. The fruit you're looking for is just love. Just love for love. (laughs)
2: It is so powerful. powerful. You mentioned the seed, that you have to have that seed planted because the love doesn't come from yourself, right? Right. How does the seed get there? Talk about where love starts.
1: Okay, that's a really great question because the Bible makes a reference to first love. Uh, Revelation chapter two, uh, this was the rebuke, if you please, of the church at Ephesus, uh, I have someone against you because you have left your first love. Well, that term first love" is a, I think, a common phrase even today among our contemporary vernacular that we identify that as being kind of again, infatuation, that first love feeling. We even have a designation of a person who had who may have been someone's first love right. because we we tie that to a feeling to a moment but that's not what it is. The first love is has nothing to do with us. The first love has to do with the love of God. It is the self-sufficient love of God. It's the love of God that needs no reciprocity. It's the love of God that, that caused him to manifest himself in the form of a man to lay down his life for sins he did not commit. It is a love That goes so far beyond our imagination. That is the seed. Mm -hmm. That is the first love. That's where love starts. God (sighs) is love. So one of the one of the perhaps the greatest writer of love in the scriptures is the disciple whom Jesus loved. And nice. we call him John the Beloved. And the reason we do is because he told us that's who he is. <laughs> he, <laughs> he told us that, you know, we, yeah. we're like, well, who gave right. him that? He, he gave himself that. Does by it the way, it? I was
0: loved by Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he made no bones about it. He had no problem saying that of himself. He said, I am the disciple who Jesus loved and I know it and I'll know it forever. And you look at his writings and he's the one that recorded the, the words for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He's the one that wrote, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He's the one who said, perfect love casteth out fear, or we love him because he first loved us, or herein is the love of God that we keep his commandments. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And, and he's the one who finally just said, God is Love, I don't know how else to say He's this. trying folks. to get You're it just...
0: across. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: It's like David with praise. He's finally just like, you know what? Just let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Right. And that's yes. the way John was with love. It was like, just God is love. And, and so you have to ask yourself, why, John? Why, why, why this, in, just this incredible conviction about the love of God? And it's because the one thing that distinguished him from every other disciple is that he was there. Mm -hmm. He was there for the whole thing. He was at the cross. He saw it all. He heard it all. He felt it all. He witnessed Mm -hmm. the blood, the sweat, the tears. He heard every statement Jesus made on the cross. Even this big one, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's a different kind of love. I mean, that's like Stephen saying, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. That's different than the kind of love we offer people. We say, I'll forgive you, but God's going to get you. You know, that's our kind of love. May you be judged. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I can't wait to see what God does yeah. with this. But, there, but there, theirs was totally different.
0: Mm-hmm. Stephen
1: saying, lay not the sin to their charges. Him saying, God, when they stand before you in judgment, please don't bring this up. Yeah. When it comes time for them to pay and be accountable for this, Please just remove this from their account.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: what Jesus was saying. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That is, that is not the kind of love you find on earth. Mm-hmm. And so when John saw it, it changed him. When he heard it and felt it, it changed him. You see the change, and I'll say one of the greatest areas where you see the change is in the difference between the way he and Peter ran to the tomb. Mm -hmm. Peter, of course, famously or infamously denied the Lord three times. He was very conflicted in what the Lord would think of him from that point on. You know, will he ever receive me again? Have I ruined any chance I had? Mm -hmm. He wept bitterly. He was broken, thought his whole life was over. So when they got the news that Jesus had risen from the dead, the Bible says that John outran Peter to the tomb. (laughs) yeah and i and it's and it's it's kind of like peter ran with a hesitation in his step like like the little girl with the rose petals he loves me he loves me not he loves me he loves me not but john there was no hesitation He he loves me 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 i know that he loves me i was there i was at the cross so where does love start it starts at the foot of the cross and taking yourself to that place where you know for sure, I am loved by God.
0: So good. man how many people, what you said about Peter struck me. How many people are hesitant because, you know, I could have hurt God, I, yeah. I maybe betrayed God here in this, this part of my life, and, yeah. and because of those? circumstances because of those choices they've made they're stilted in they're running they're they're not full out right. running wow. to even though it's good even though god would have received him just like yes. john yes he was holding himself back from the beginning and ending of love that's right that's yes. right we'll be right back to the interview but first we want to share something that we are really
2: excited about we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations.
0: And that's why we created the Monthly Live Date Night.
2: And Monthly Live Date Night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. It, we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick and then 30 minutes we do a Q&A and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. uh, We have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in, but we really want you to take action in your marriage too.
0: So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All
2: right, back to the interview.
1: If that's the that's actually that that whole concept of coming to where John was. Every person has to arrive there. Mm-hmm. You know, the Apostle Paul arrived there. He he came there yeah. when he was standing on the road to Damascus, yeah. with letters in hand. He was guilty, and and he knew he was guilty. He knew he was going to die. That God, the in his mind, the the angry God of of Moses' law was now shining a light directly on all of his flaws, and he knows it's over. But then God flips the script and says, no, I actually want to use you for my glory. And so, no wonder Paul comes back to the church at Rome later and said, you know what? I am persuaded that nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Because if, if he's going to love me in, with, with what I did, Mm -hmm. then nothing can separate me from the, he just simply loves me. And, and I I was preaching a message one time on the mercy of God. And, and I got into Psalm 136 and I was reading that, that Psalm. And it was the end of each of those verses is the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. The mercy Mm -hmm. of the Lord endureth forever. And it's powerful. It's just this repeated Mm -hmm. refrain and I love it and I'm quoting it and I'm preaching it. And all of a sudden, I get this feeling like, you know what, somebody's going to get the wrong idea. They're going to think they can just abuse mercy any way they want to. And, and I don't want anybody to think that. So I said, you know what, you, you, I stopped in the middle of the scripture and I said, don't get the idea. You can just abuse the mercy of God. And, and God like checked me and mm-hmm. said, <laughs> he just said, don't try to improve my word. Don't try to, you just preach my word. Stop Mm -hmm. thinking that you, that I forgot something or that I missed something. And it dawned on me in that moment that, you know what? If somebody has this true understanding, Mm -hmm. he loves me, period. The Mm -hmm. mercy of the Lord does endure forever. Exclamation point. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the changing power.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: that's when you want to serve him. That's when you want to lay it all down and say, God, yes, I love you with all my heart soul, yes. mind and strength. That's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. And how many of us, like I've seen people that are in sin and trying to overcome addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they feel like there is a, there is a, a time where God's mercy runs out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You, yeah. I mean, how many people have you seen in church that, that yeah. I, I feel like they become they jade themselves mm-hmm. because yeah. like he can't just keep on giving me mercy like this. He just right, can't right, right? because we're reasoning <laughs> yeah. from a, a humanly mm-hmm. yes. perspective. Cause that's maybe how we see it with our wife. Like sure. she can only yes. do this so many times before my, my patience and my mercy runs out here. Right. Right. That's not exactly. what we're dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: No, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, Ezekiel said it this way. He gives this example of how that the wicked, what the wicked have coming to them, this judgment, this, this uh, wrath of God that's about to fall upon the wicked. And then in the middle of saying all that, he, he then just, he just interjects, but if the wicked will turn from their wickedness, I will remember their wickedness no more. Mm-hmm. And it will be as though there never had been any wickedness. And it's this incredible example of the mercy of God that... Yeah. That stands as this as this you know receiving uh, of the Lord uh, yeah. to wow. extended to yeah. us and and that that kind of love has a, has it can get into a person and can come through a person in a relationship yeah, and it it is. does have converting power so that 's why yeah. Paul was admonishing the wife uh, or the the saved spouse in the in the relationship by your chaste conversation, you you, just, if you'll just stay focused, if they're pleased to stay with you, just understand there's power. You're wielding a power. You're not even aware you're wielding. And, and it does, it does, it does have a converting ability. So
0: good. It's, it's because if you take from the well, that's infinite, right? Of love. Mm, it's yes. not like you're going to run out,
1: right? Mm-hmm. right. So exactly. you can afford it. Yeah, you can afford it, right? Because there's more there. Right. <laughs> there's more. So, so you go good. back into the prayer closet. You go back to get replenished. You yes. go back to that foot of the cross, and there's more there. You're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's a different kind of love.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. This is such helpful instruction yeah, for sure. for spouses, because this is a really big deal. I mean, it's heartbreaking it for some people.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. It yeah. is. and it's and it's and just as that just as the love of God is converting in its essence, that that love of God flowing through us is converting in its essence.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think converting, not just in the sense of we were talking about a spouse who is saved, a spouse who is not saved, but also like you alluded to earlier, maybe it's just a difficult spouse. Maybe, you know, you're (laughs) in a lot of conflict and tension. This can help convert, you know, in a non-salvific sense.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right.
2: Yeah.
0: Can I ask a question? So this is kind of getting super practical. Um, And so my mind, when, when you were talking about the fruits of the spirit, my mind went back to Benjamin Franklin and it was said that he actually had a checklist of the fruit of the spirits um, or fruit of the spirits, (laughs) excuse me, (laughs) the fruit of the spirit. um, But he would go through each one of them and and pick a fruit to work on. Like whether it be temperance, he'd work on it that month and then rate himself on how he did that. Mm, month. Wow. I, that stuck out to me when I read that a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how would you recommend practically? How do we work on this as Christians? Kind of maybe adding that to our routine of yeah. how yes. do we become more full of God's love and grace? And how do yes. we do this practically?
1: Well, you know, it it that's a great question, and and it is important to recognize that that statement against such there is no law. Mm. So, there is is not a switch we can flip. I I say that, but at the same time, there is a process. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. At the same time, there is a process. Uh, And the process is just as practical as if you were to plant a garden in your backyard, uh, as putting the seed in the soil, uh, following the instructions, which... Which you know, when the Bible talks about entering into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise, mm-hmm. and Lord, teach us to pray, praying through the, the principles of the Lord's prayer, uh, mm-hmm. where you where you are honoring God, Hallowed be Thy name, and you're forgiving your debts and and the, the, those that are indebted to you, and asking the Lord to forgive you of your debts, and and you are asking the Lord to give you your daily bread. And that daily bread is important. I talked about that earlier. Every day we need to have daily bread. So there needs to be something from the Word of God to, to feed us. And, and just like you would, you know, grab a, a, a little snack on the way out of the house, just get in the Word. And people ask me, how much should I read in the morning. I don't know that it really matters unless you're researching a subject and you're trying to understand a topic. But, mm-hmm. but if you're just trying to feed your soul, I just encourage people read until you're fed. And that's your daily bread. You know, don't, oh, don't, don't overread to where what God meant for you is diluted because you, you read two more chapters beyond when you were fed, mm-hmm. but, but read until it gets your heart and you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's something that, that right there, that's your daily bread.
2: I could snack on that all day. I could
1: snack on that all day. And you go, you go throughout the day and and it, and it does feed you in every situation. And Mm -hmm. so that, that helps you to plant the seed into your own life. That bread you're getting is seed that's going into your heart, like a garden, Mm -hmm. water and sunshine. This is, praise. This is worship. This is yeah. fellowship. This is mm-hmm. reading the word. This is the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And, and you don't even have to force it. It just starts growing. Mm-hmm. So you come out of your prayer closet and, and you love more than you did before you started praying. Yeah, it's true. Because you were at you, the
2: foot of the cross.
1: You're at the foot of the yeah. cross. You, you go out, you, you walk out of your house and you, look, you take a look at your garden and you're like, Oh, you know what? There's your there cucumbers actually growing in that <laughs> yeah. I, there. There is actually joy in my spirit and it wasn't there before, uh, mm. before this prayer session started.
0: That's it's it. really good. Yeah, man. You're, I love the point where you said until you're fed mm-hmm. and until something sticks out to you, I, what popped in my mind was when David says, I'll meditate on thy precepts. I'll not forget thy word. Yes. Read yes. until something sticks out so that, that you can meditate on it. Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. That's it. That's exactly right.
0: Because so many people, I think, have this certain number. Like, I need to read this much in order to feel successful today.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> right, you know, like, right.
0: Instead exactly. of reading to be fed and nourished. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: You talk about how like uh, love is not a demand, um, mm. but it's a command. And, yes. and what's the difference between the two?
1: So a, a demand is is you know the 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 difference is found in the etymology of those words. So uh, the, the demand is in M A N D as in mandatory, uh, uh, and but but a demand is actually removing someone from the equation removing yourself from the requirement so okay. if i were to demand something of somebody i'm i'm wanting them to do something instead of me i'm saying no you do that i'm not doing that you do that i'm demanding that they do this mm-hmm. but commanding is more noble and it's and it is of course different uh, and com the prefix there is it's found in the the concepts of commerce, communication, um, you know, uh, it, it has to do with with or together, compose. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when you get into a command, it's, it's a requirement just like a demand, but you're with the person in the requirement. Mm-hmm. And so, so the, when God gives us his word, he does not give us his word as demands. He gives them to us as commandments. Mm-hmm. So these are, these are requirements that he's engaged in with us. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he never, you know, he didn't give us 10 demands, he gave us 10 commandments. Now, the way he's, in, <laughs> the way he's engaged in it with us is, is when he walked this earth, he was thou shalt not kill personified.
0: Yeah.
1: He did not kill and he did not hate. He was, thou shalt not commit adultery, personified. He was, thou shalt not steal, personified. He was, thou shalt have no other gods before me, personified. He interpreted those commandments. So he never asked us to do anything he wasn't willing to do himself. Mm-hmm. He did it. And it, as a matter of fact, he by doing it and then filling us with his spirit and bringing us into his name, he's literally doing it for us. He's, it's, it's, he's with us in this, this effort to keep the requirements of God.
0: (sighs) So So good. good.
2: There's so many things that we could just like pull. And then like we said, snack on that all day.
0: Yeah, we could (laughs) definitely. Uh, Well, and I think that's
2: because you, you pull when you, whenever you're preaching, teaching, conversing, you pull right from scripture. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's our food right there. Mm -hmm. So There's
1: power, power in the word, Mm -hmm. power in the word. You know, the, the idea too, about the uh, commandments, the, it just struck me one day, the language of the commandments, Mm -hmm. thou shalt and thou shalt not. And it, I started looking at it and I started realizing he's, he's promising me that I shall not kill. He's describing a day when I shall not steal. He's telling me I shall not commit adultery. Mm -hmm. And and then it took me to the great commandment, which was thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. So he's, again, he's, these aren't just, this isn't just God saying you must, you must, you must. It's him saying,
3: hey, listen,
1: you will do these things. Trust me. Just, hey, listen, just, just follow me. And you're going to love me with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Mm. And you know what? You're not going to kill, and you're not going to steal. And, yes. and it's the truth. I the reason I don't steal is because I trust that God's going to provide my every need. It's right. it's not just because somebody's over my shoulder saying if you steal you're going to jail. Mm. It's it's I, why would I steal when I don't have a desire to steal? He's yeah. going to supply my every need according to His riches and glory. With and me, yeah, He is with me in yes. this effort. And so the the same is true of all those commands. They're not just requirements. They're promises from God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to deliver you from the activity that is complicating your life. That Mm -hmm. is complicating society. I'm going to deliver anyone who will follow me, who will Mm -hmm. be in me and let me be in them. They will bear much fruit.
2: And that's just a glimpse when we do that, when we're in Christ and Christ is in us, it's a glimpse of what we're going to see in eternity. And that yes. is all those commandments yes. Yes. Uh, taking place right. and manifested again for the eternity. Sanctification process. Exactly.
1: Exactly. exactly. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. That is the, the state of our eternal life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in fact, the Bible refers to the tree of life as bearing fruit every month for the, and the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations, and, and so the tree of life is actually producing the fruit uh, that, that heals the nations.
0: That's
2: yes. Amazing. Oh, I love it. This
0: has been so revelatory. And I pray that everybody hears this. Yes. Listen to it again. Share it with yes. a friend. We wanted to ask you, um, Now I have to say this, besides the Bible, yeah. What, yeah. what books could you recommend to people maybe on on. Uh, a sanctification journey mm. or maybe books yeah. that have impacted you that you can recommend for people to grow in their spirit?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, as it relates to to marriage, um, the, the books that I do recommend to people are Love and Respect and mm-hmm. The Five Love Languages. Yeah. Um, Those just are two revelatory yeah. books. Um, and okay. so I know that I know you your audience is probably familiar with those books, but the, um, one of the things I like about the five love languages, I'll just, I'll just mention that book. Mm -hmm. It's revelatory to, to say, look, you guys might both be saying, I love you and not know it because you don't speak the same language. I mean, that's, that's revelatory. Um, and so true, but here's what got me. Um, and I preached a message on this. Um, I realized why we have five love languages and it was because we're made in the image of God and God has five love languages and, and those are his five love languages. And so, (laughs) and so it was
3: fascinating.
1: It was the, you know, the acts of service and physical Uh touch and quality time and uh, gift giving. And, and I always, words of affirmation, I, words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I, it's, it, I always get to four and whichever one, the fifth one is, it, it doesn't matter which one it is. Same, I just, <laughs> same, yeah.
0: And then so I, like, I panics, look it. at Chris and like, please help me fill, fill it in. Right.
1: <laughs> but these are God's love languages yeah. And, yeah. Be, and, and you look at them and you think of quality time. He, he, he literally said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. The Lord is a very present help in trouble. Mm. Uh, You know, words of affirmation. It's it's why we praise Him, because it does do so much for the Lord when we praise His name. And if Mm. you'll listen closely, He'll do the same for you. You think how affirming this is, it is to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. It's uh, he knows you better than you know yourself, and he's going to say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Uh, and mm-hmm. gift giving, you know, the gift of yeah. the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit, and yes. and then of course physical touch. He became a man, and yeah. and he provides healing, and mm-hmm. and then of course the, the the one I think I love the most is acts of service, yeah. and that happens to be my love language: acts of service, mm-hmm. and and the the reason that touches me is because God became a servant when he became a man. He put upon himself the form of a servant
0: mm.
1: and and we look at that as being three and a half years he was a servant, and then after that he ascended on high. now he's the king of kings, Lord of Lords. But the reality is he never stopped being a servant mm. he He's still serving yeah. and that's that touches me the most because he's God, but he's still serving us. And I like to tell people, if you don't believe he's still serving, call on him, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: call on him, call his name, and he will come to you from wherever he is. And he'll Mm -hmm. minister to your need because service is his majesty. That is his majesty. And that's why he said the greatest among you is the servant of all. And so, these are God's love languages. I love that book. That's a long answer to a, a, I a, love a, that. A, that a book.
0: Is
2: beautiful. There's but, your there's your call to you, action, folks.
0: If you didn't get anything. Through- From the podcast, just listen to that bit.
2: Seriously. Oh my goodness. So, we're going to be wrapping up this episode and we'll ask you the same question that we ask all of our interviewees. And that is rewind to the first couple years of your marriage, think about the advice you wish you would have received, and then you'll fill in the blank, dear young married couple.
1: Yeah. Wow. You know, yes, (laughs) dear young married couple. just hang in there and enjoy this journey. And you're going to get through You're going to get through this, this time. It's a challenge to become one with somebody. You're Mm -hmm. both individuals uniquely made in the image of God. And, and now all of a sudden you're becoming one with each other. It's not an easy prospect, but if you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, they shall be added unto you. All of the fruit of the Spirit will be added to you. Everything that you need uh, will be added to you. Enjoy this journey. Put God first. Worship Him with all of your heart. Forgive, 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 forgive. Trust, 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 trust. You're going to be all right. In Jesus' name.
2: Ah. In Jesus' name. Thank yeah. you so much
0: for all the wisdom and uh, just pouring all this... Goodness into our uh, audience.
2: Yes, and where um, where should we direct the audience if they want to connect with you, share uh, what you're working on, or where they can connect?
1: You know, I have a podcast that I have uh, that, that that I operate from our church, and it's it's basically just my sermons and Bible study teaching, and yeah. so they can find more resources there mm-hmm. on the podcast. It's just Tree of Life Church, Joel Urshan um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they can, they can reach me, uh, through our, uh, through our Facebook page, uh, website. And, um, but, but yeah, the podcast is probably the most consistent stream of information from our ministry.
2: Awesome. Well, we will link that in the show notes so that folks can head on over and subscribe to your podcast. I'm sure if they got something out of today and I know they did, they want more of where this came from. And so they can feast on more of the sermons that you put out there.
1: Well, that is very kind. I thank you both for the invitation to be here. I've enjoyed it so much. And I, and I Mm -hmm. so appreciate the work that you're doing. And we, we uh, thank God for you both.
2: Oh, thank Thank you, brother. All
0: right, friends, we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797. Or shoot us an email at hello at com.
2: No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dear young married couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?